Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Karen Slater has spent the last 30 years expanding her knowledge and understanding of human nature, healing, and the human experience. Her years of researching, personal development, and a drive to ask the big questions, who am I, what is my purpose, what am I here for, have led to study in many different areas of holistic well-being. Welcome, Karen, to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm really excited to talk about our theme of self-love today. But first, did you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you've got to where you are? Thank you. I guess my self-discovery or personal spiritual journey first started when I was 21. And in 1998, I first learnt Reiki and Louise Hayes first, very first little blue book of how you can heal your life was given to me as part of that. And that really started my journey, I guess you could say, on the relationship between our thoughts and feelings and and physical manifestations. Uh, In 2012, I went on the neuro-linguistic programming and timeline therapy pathway. And that's really just led me to where I am now. In 2014, I had what I consider lovingly my reawakening process that I went through and meditation was a huge part of that and so that really ignited a huge passion within me to become a meditation teacher and all of that has come together in who I am and what I do and what I offer today. I love it because I I mean Louise Hay's been a big influence in a lot of people uh, their lives haven't they so um, I can understand going back to that time when we were learning about Louise Hayes and healing yourself. And then it's been a bit of a journey where we're getting stuff out there because I'm now hearing more and more people are just teaching meditation because of the power of meditation. It is so incredibly powerful. And my journey of self-love and self-acceptance really was through a daily meditation practice that I introduced. And it gives you the opportunity to experience self-acceptance and compassion and kindness for yourself and I guess coming back to the self-love and self-acceptance journey for me it was really a lifetime of self-hatred really a lifetime of not of judging myself of criticizing myself of never feeling or believing that I was good enough and the timeline therapy really helped with that because we do create or I guess make those decisions from a very, very young age of our beliefs that we have about ourselves. And it wasn't until I was doing that work that I was able to identify within myself what those beliefs were. And self-forgiveness is a really big thing. You know, as women, as empaths, as, you know, loving, beautiful people that we are, We find it so easy to be forgiving of other people and their actions and their choices. And we have a deep sense of compassion for where they've come from. And most of us are naturally intuitive as women as well. That's not to say that men are, but 
we are, that is something that we are innately born with. We have a deep understanding of where people come from and why they make the, the decisions that they do. Yet we don't give that same level of compassion and empathy to ourselves. And my work in the unconscious mind and the programming that we have, really looking into that meditation allowed me a deeper awareness of my thoughts and how I was talking to myself and what I was saying about myself. And, you know, we would never speak to our loved ones or our children or our friends the way that we actually speak to ourselves. And so that's been a really big journey for me over the last six years of how can I be more loving towards myself? And in that, what I actually did was because I wanted to retrain my thinking. I wanted to retrain the thoughts of my unconscious mind. I wanted to heal the damage that I had actually caused myself on a heart and soul level and on a body level. And, and I wanted to find ways in which I could repair that, repair the relationship with myself. Because if we think about how we would speak to another the way we speak to ourselves, that would be an irreversible damaging event that would occur in a relationship that could perhaps go on never being repaired. Does that make sense? Mm, definitely. Definitely. And I love how you bring that up because, you know, it, we are so hard on ourselves and I know that little voice inside can be like the hardest of all when we talk about things is about ourselves and what we do and we doubt what we can do. We, we say, Oh, that was terrible. Why did you do that? We can just beat ourselves up so much. And yet to somebody else, like if, if you reframe it to say your child, like my daughter, if I was saying to her, I would never say those things to her. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And this is, this is really what was highlighted to me over the last six years through my meditation practice and the, obviously the, the work that I do in my coaching was simply that. We, we just would never, that would be abuse. It would actually be classed as domestic violence and family violence for us to speak to another human being the way that we speak to ourselves. And, you know, and, and, and not to get on the blame game of that about ourselves also, because, you know, we find it so easy to, to find a negative and then accuse ourselves of not being perfect, to accuse ourselves of not being loving enough, to even just the body image that we as women have to deal with. And there are young girls as young as six, seven and eight who were coming home and saying they're fat. Mm. And this just blows my mind. And if we look at marketing everything is marketed towards women to instill in us a belief from such a young age that we are not enough unless we have these products we are not enough unless we have this relationship we are not enough unless we look this way or buy these clothes we are not enough and if we look at programming being from you know zero to seven really and this is, you know, when we're bombarded with all of those messaging that we then have to spend a lifetime of trying to figure out why am I not good enough? Why do I feel bad? Why is my body never good enough? And self-love. And most of the women that come to me are coming to me because they want to learn how 
to love themselves. They want to learn how to accept themselves. And that's, that's not the language they use. The language they use is, I want to stop hating myself. I want to stop beating myself up. I want to stop sabotaging myself. Why can I not look in the mirror and like what I see? And I feel that we draw to us those people that are going through what you yourself have been through. And I remember when I was in my 20s, my mother, I love her, she's beautiful, what said to me, you know, and she's, she probably listened to Louise Hay to get this teaching. And she was like, you know, you just need to look in the mirror every, every day and say that I love you. And that was so foreign to me in my early 20s. And it was so offensive to me because internally I was rejecting that. And how could I possibly do that? And of course, went, what would you know? <laughs> as, as young adults do, what would your mum know? You know, whereas now I, I look to her and I admire her. And I think she's amazing in the work that she's done to heal her own issues as well over the years. But Louise Hay really did bring that home to me in her affirmations, in that acceptance. And I did the mirror work and it was so profound. But what I had to do was I had to look in the mirror, not as a fool who I am. I looked in the mirror from just a face view so that I was staring myself in my eyes looking and they say that the the eyes are the window to your soul and I had such a profound experience in this I was doing it every day it became part of my daily ritual of you know we put our face on every day sometimes at the moment not but you know you might have a daily routine of moisturizing or putting your makeup on or doing your hair and so I used that as part of my daily practice of starting out with I'm really proud of you I'm really proud of the changes that you've made in your life. You are a good person. I like the person that you are. You're doing the best that you can. And then over time, it built until I could actually say, look myself in the eye and say, I really love who you are. I really love you. And there was one moment when I was doing this and I was staring myself in my eyes and you know, it brought tears to my eyes. But what happened was there was, there was a visceral response in my body from an aspect of my inner self that rose up from within my body and I had chills from head to toe and it met me with such feeling of gratitude and love. It was like a this is what meditation allows you to experience as well, a sense of unconditional love from somewhere deep within yourself. And it moved me so deeply that I just bawled my eyes out. <laughs> it is a very powerful um, exercise that I've used with clients too, the mirror exercise. And I know I, it was something that I used in the very early days when I was um, learning more about myself and becoming to accept myself more. And I think it was through that acceptance to start with then it became love and then, then it evolved into such a, a bigger thing than that to be so, you know, so natural with who you are and so accepting of who you are and, you know, just going out and being a totally different person, attracting different people into your life. But it did take 
you know, a lot of time because we are conditioned from kids, as you say, when we're so young. The media, society says, you know, you should be a certain way. You should be uh, ashamed of yourself if you do something or want to be different or, you know, just... You know, just think different thoughts to what you're supposed to actually do. So I think the mirror exercise is a great way to start. And yes, as you say, do the face because then you can sort of really love yourself and look at yourself. And then gradually I get my clients and myself to move down and be accepting of everything of who you are. Absolutely. That's so very true. Another technique that I use to rewrite the programming or that, that voice in the back of the mind. And this is another thing as well. We have up to a hundred thoughts, a hundred thousand thoughts a day. And we're only aware of 5% of those thoughts. And this is again with my clients, how many of us can hold our hands up and say, those 5% of those thoughts that I'm aware of are my own personal cheer squad in the background, cheering me on, telling me how awesome I am, clapping me at everything that I do and encouraging me and telling me to, you know, it's all okay and everything's going to work out. Very few of us have that cheer squad in the background. And I wanted to have that cheer squad because I was so tired and so worn out of beating myself up that I, I, need, I knew I needed, to, I needed to live my life in a different way. I knew that things needed to change because... I, you know, I was in my 40s by the time I got to this point. So I'd already lived, you know, however long of my life already, who knows how long we're going to live in this negative state. And so what I did was I wore a band around my wrist. And every time that I became aware that I was judging myself, criticizing myself, thinking, thinking negatively, and not just about myself, about others as well. I would flick this band on my wrist and I would say, I love and approve of myself. And every time that I did it, I love and approve of myself. And I had to swap that over <laughs> from one side to the other. But I really set the intention that I wanted to experiment with myself and retrain myself because if I can't love myself and if I can't have a relationship with myself, then how is it possible for anybody else to love me or anybody else to have a deep relationship with myself? And I've really come to learn that no one else can actually love you any more or any less than what you currently love yourself. And my personal experience has been such a profound deepening of a relationship with my husband. I, he has been my guinea pig <laughs> for the last six years because each time that I fell into that, I'm not being loved enough, I'm not being supported, I don't feel worthy, I don't feel validated, I don't feel seen or heard from someone outside of myself, I would stop and go within and ask myself, how am I not supporting myself in this moment? How am I not loving myself enough in this moment? How am I not seeing myself or hearing myself in this moment? And so I did this amazing flip that I really, if you had have asked me 20 years ago, if I would be where I am now, I would have said not a chance or who, who could help me do that? Um, to this flip of, I'm actually responsible for my 
happiness. I'm actually responsible for my sense of being recognized. If I'm not feeling recognized by others, then I'm not recognizing myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I love that because one of my early learnings when I started going on this journey, and it was just before I was 40 as well, is taking 100% responsibility for myself. Now, that's my actions, my responses, my thoughts, you know, whatever images come into my mind. So that just changed my world because I just saw things differently. You know, I just truly saw things differently. And I'm sure that's what changed how people interacted with me because I always felt invisible. But I think that's because I wasn't taking responsibility for myself and my actions. So then now I feel really visible and I feel loved and I feel as I'm a real person out there, you know, loving their life. Absolutely. And that just shines from you and it just, you show up and the work that you do is amazing. And it's so very true about what you said. I used to have, I'll share with you, um, I used to have um, this recurring dream. And in this recurring dream, and this was in my 20s, and I used to dream that there was this bright, shining light. It was almost like I unzipped my external physical costume and inside of me was this incredible burning bright light. And the desire and the yearning in this dream constantly was a desperation for somebody, anybody, to see me. And it took another 20 years for me to finally click and recognise that I have been waiting my whole life to see me. I've been waiting my whole life to recognise me. It was never going to be good enough if it came from anybody else. And I, I use this analogy with clients a lot too. I could get 10,000 people to line up and each of them come and tell you how amazing you are, how beautiful you are, how awesome you are, how, how much of a difference you make. And if you don't have that internal belief, you're not going to believe any one of those 10,000 people. You're going to question their motives. You're going to want to know what it is they really want from you. You're not going to trust what they're saying because you don't believe it yourself. That was, it's really been profound for me. And my drive now is, especially when I work with younger women, you, we, why should we have to be in our 40s or our 50s or even 60s and 70s for some women mm. to accept that we're good enough, to accept that we're worthy of receiving love, to accept that, we're, that we have a right to be here? And that we have a right to have a voice and we have a right to have an opinion and we have a right to express our emotions and our feelings. And we have a right to even be confident in our own skin. You know, I grew up in the age of if you were too confident, you, um, I can't, now the words are eluding me and, and it's my dad's voice that I'm hearing. And I, he's a beautiful man and I love him to bits, but you were too cocky. I don't know if I'm going to say that word, but you know, you were actually criticised for being confident. Yes. And so, you know, and that stays with us throughout our lifetime. Yeah, all those messages and things that we get taught as children, we'll often take, we take them through to adulthood, don't we? Unless we actually stop and look at them and analyse them and start addressing them, they're going to affect every decision that we make. I know I definitely did. Like I was told kids should never be um, heard 
you know, just seen but not heard. Yeah, seen but not heard. But thinking, I took that into my adult life, which is not true. I deserve to be heard. I'm, you know, I have got this wonderful ability to do certain things, whether it's coaching or whatever. I sort of was looking at all my strengths, whereas previously I was going, oh no. People don't really think that of you. Oh, no, you can't trust anyone. Oh, no, you know, you have all these things. And I thought, oh, they're words that my parents used to use. And it is sad that we don't recognise that till our 40s. And I agree with you. I definitely want my daughter's age group, which is in, she's in her 20s at the moment, not waiting till she gets to 40 to have that confidence and to love herself fully instead of seeing all those Instagram babes, you know, and what they do and how they recover from having a baby really quickly and all that sort of stuff. I want her to love herself for who she is. And I'm really proud that that's what she's doing. But I really think it's the last 10 years of me changing myself that I've been able to help her through that as well. Absolutely. And my daughter's in her early 20s as well. And I feel exactly the same way, Leanne. I feel that I've been more of service to her only, you know, in the last nearly 10 years than I was in her whole childhood. Mm. And do you know what really hit home to me my daughter once made the comment and it wasn't something that i was consciously aware of to another friend a mum never looks in the mirror mm. and it broke my heart because i was like oh my god i'm teaching this to her i'm passing this on to her and i wasn't even consciously aware that that was what i was doing but that really did highlight the level of self I guess, loathing, that's mm -hmm. the only way I can put it, that I was experiencing internally and not realising how much of that was actually being expressed to her energetically, you know, emotionally, physically, that I, I, I just thought that I was just doing my own thing in my own space and not really having that much of an impact. Yeah. I'm just loving this conversation that we're having here and so wonderful to talk about self-love because it's so important and it's really the basis of a lot of, you know, people becoming who they truly are and creating the life that they want to once they know who they truly are. So I could go on forever, but I, we've only got the 20 minutes. So thank you so much for talking to me about self-love. I'm just, we might even, you know, come back and revisit this as a topic later on because I think it's a really important topic. It would be amazing. So if anyone would like to contact you or find out more about you, Karen, where's the best place to go? So my website is Holistic Essentials Therapy and Consulting and you can follow me on Facebook under the same name and on Instagram. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. It's been wonderful. Thanks so much. Igniters, learning to love ourselves leads us to the life that we've always dreamed to be possible. Karen's journey shows us how important it is to change the way we speak to ourselves to change the way we live our life. If you want to contact Karen, go to her website, holisticessentialstherapyandconsulting.com.au. To find more adventure and balance in your life, go to my website, leanneblaney.com, and receive your free gift of 101 Inspirational Adventures.